Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another Chakra Chat. Today I am talking to Christian De La Huerta. Um, Christian is, a, is an author and his book, we talk a lot about his book because it's fascinating. It's called Awakening the Soul of Power. He's a transformational coach, um, but we talk about everything around power. You know, the relationship that we have with power, the different types of power, the issues of power in the modern world. You know, what does what does being a hero look like? What is soulful power? Focusing on women finding power. I mean, we had a juicy conversation. I really, really enjoyed talking to Christian. Um, we really we really hit it off and I loved chatting with him so i hope that you enjoy this conversation um you can reach him i'll put this in the end things and I, i'm totally aware that you probably don't need two minutes of me at the beginning and at the end wanging on about what i've just been talking about in the middle but um yeah maybe i should stop doing this you can let me know maybe you like hearing me <laughs> chat away um randomly Maybe not. Anyway, I hope that you really get something out of this. I found this conversation. I really enjoyed it. So I hope that you do too. And yes, as I was going to say, Christian can be found at soulfulpower.com um, and his book uh, you can order, I think, there and off Amazon. So here we go. Here's the conversation. Enjoy. Okay, so welcome to another episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. And today I am joined by Christian De La Huerta, who is an author and transformational coach. Welcome, Christian. Thanks for joining hey, me. Hey, Roseanne. Thanks so much for having me on your on your show. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting because I'm you were really kind and you sent me a, a copy of your book, Awakening the Soul of Power. And so our conversation today is really about the relationship that we have with power. And I think this is, uh, the, your book is fantastic. I really recommend it. And in all honesty, it has had 
like the most incredible reviews, incredible, big, huge, famous people saying it's amazing. So please do go and have a look at it, everybody, because it is a really good read. Um, so, Christian, tell me, how, how, did it, how did this book come about? How did you come to write uh, Awakening the Soul of Power? Well, thank you so much for, for the kind words about the book. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that's been brewing in me for 10 years. And I've been thinking about it. I even started doing retreats on that theme. And then the pandemic hit and it you know, forced me. Like I, I, it forced me to, to sit my butt down and get, the, get it out of my head and onto the computer screen and then onto paper. Um, and, and I've been thinking about that for a while. Why is it that we struggle with issues around power? Because I think most of us do. We have an ambivalent relationship to it. Uh, part of us wants it, part of us is afraid of it. And I think what we're afraid of is that if we really stepped into all of who we are, if we really owned our power, that other people may not be able to handle it and that we might end up rejected and alone. And that's no fun. Um, I think we also fear that we might abuse it. And no wonder how many abuses of power have we witnessed in our lifetimes, like countless. And we don't want to be that way either. And, and then add to that mix the fact that we've been conditioned to believe that power is a negative thing. Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And who wants to be corrupted? Yeah. But what they didn't tell us about that quote is that Lord Acton was speaking specifically about political power, yeah. not personal power. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten a little confused about that. And and we've also, you know, when you when you add add to that mix, the fact that we've been conditioned to run away from the emotions, we've labeled the emotions weakness, we hate conflict, we avoid confrontation. And when you put all that together, what happens is that we end up giving away our power, our innate power that nobody can give to us. Nobody can take away. We are the only ones who give it away. And, and to me, the sad part is the reasons for which we give it away. It's like we override our preferences, our senses, our desires, even our dreams. And we settle for an illusion of, of acceptance, for a false sense of security and for crumbs, morsels of pseudo love. And so it's not a good strategy that I would recommend. Mm, yeah, now, I mean, I think um, the the subject of power is, is so fascinating because you're right, when you just use the word power, it it is that sort of you know that 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 sense of like you know power is a bad thing or it's a dangerous thing or it's a thing you know the way i look at power is in when i'm thinking energetically is that you don't want to be um underpowered because you don't want to be you know because then you're just going to get trodden on you don't want to be overpowering because you don't want to be overpowering you don't want to have power over for me, what comes is in the happy medium is empowerment. And yes. I think that's what you're talking about when you talk about stepping into your power is that sense of empowerment, which is owning your own power, which energetically is solar plexus work. That's your, your engine, you know, your fire, your the fire in your belly that gives you the energy to, to show up in the world and to show up as yourself in the world. And this is the thing that so many people, so many of us struggle with. And I, 
you know, I'm sad to add this as an as an extra to that, but on the whole, it's it's a women based prop. You know, it can be predominantly women who find that that is an issue because women in power, women who have power, so women who are you know running companies or presidents or you know have in inverted commas power, they have a tough ride it's not it's not easy it's not easy to get there nobody you know not many do get there and when they do get there they get shot down in lots of different ways so this relationship that we have with power there are so many different types of power that we come across you know right from our first school teachers they have the power over us on a daily basis we have our governments with the power over us, with law enforcement who has power over us. We, we, there is a lot of, as a society, there is a lot of people who have power over us. So it's not surprising that our power is somewhat subdued and suppressed. Yeah. And when you add to that, you know, religious institutions that talk about power in a whole completely different way. Yeah. Um, we're actually giving power away for our reason for being. Um, it's 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 yeah, it's very interesting. And and I mean, so many things to unpack in what you said because I love the 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 importance of balancing and and in the body, like with the power center. Sometimes you know, I work with people in breath work, and sometimes it's barely perceptible, like energetically. Sometimes it's like, whoa, you need to balance that out a little bit. That's a little bit out of control. Um, the issue around women is really important because you started to point us in that direction of the conversation that we all struggle with power, Mm. but, and the book is for everybody, but I particularly dedicated it to women. And that's one of its main focuses is because as a world, as a species, we've been running so off kilter between the balance, between the balance, the, the, the masculine and the feminine energies. Yeah. It's, so it's not to win, to put women up on, on a pedestal. It's not to idealize women. Women also abuse power. Absolutely. And it's certainly not to give women more crap that they have to clean up in this world, um, this mess that we have all created. It's because that imbalance needs to be corrected because that impacts everything in, in, in our world. Uh, and so I believe that when women are in 50% of power in this world, we don't want to go back to a matriarchal stage we want balance yeah. and, and it has to start in each of us yeah. um, that when women are 50 percent of power that will have a very different relationship to war and poverty and hunger and distribution of wealth and health care and how we treat the environment to all of it yeah. so for me it's, as i think of it strategically like what is one thing that we could focus on that will then impact everything else and that's what i land on Mm. Yeah, no, it's interesting as you're saying that what was coming up for me was, you know, the, the but within every person, whatever, whether they be a, a, a male, female, somewhere in between, we all have a masculine energy and a feminine energy within us. We have that divine God and goddess within us, the yin, the yang, the solar, the lunar within exactly. us. And um, women, you know, and I think the, the the feminine, if you want to call it the divine feminine, the, the feminine side of everybody, you know, whatever um, gender um, has been 
suppressed because the qualities of the masculine this um is very much identified with i don't know i guess the um uh oh my god what do you call it uh, the commercial revolution no you know when um industrial revolution Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i went in my head for a second you know the the qualities of the industrial revolution were to produce more make more achieve more make more achieve more get bigger grow 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 and it's you know it it pushed away that nurturing um you know more feminine side of that is within all of us you know that exactly. connected with the earth that connected with nature side it was like no there's some gold down there just rip it out you know that's it it's yeah. it's a wham bam relationship to the earth yeah. without you know we're just gonna rape and pillage and take whatever it is that we want without even regard to our own survival and yeah. now we're beginning to pay the price for that now we're beginning to see the effects of that approach to 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 the natural world and to this beautiful little pebble on which you know we were there's a little spaceship spaceship that we're, we live on hurtling through space at 17,000 miles per hour and we're not even taking care of it yeah no it is it's mind-boggling but for me like this balance of power is within everybody this balance yes. of masculine feminine power is within everybody and so what makes me super happy is when you know a masculine man like yourself is out there going no we need to redress this balance and this is what is really required and i think a lot of women have because of the society and the way we've been brought up and conditioned and programmed is um you know, we all, men and women, need to embrace that nurturing, that that female, that feminine side of our energy, of our power center. Because my God, the 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 power within the feminine is immense. Oh you my know, God! <laughs> when you feel that goddess energy rising, oh hello, watch out. Oh, my God, it's like, you know, that's what I say. This, this all stems from a misunderstanding or a couple of misunderstandings, because you're absolutely right. That balance between the masculine and the feminine is throughout all the cosmos. It's throughout creation, except on this little planet. Well, I don't know, but maybe there are other little planets that do that, too. But it, on our little planet, somewhere along the way, I guess when the patriarchy came around several thousand years ago, we decided the feminine was weakness. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Uh, you want to talk power you want to talk strength resilience courage let's talk about the power of creation that resides in a female body mm. that's power and i think of this story that um you know betty white the comedian who passed about a year ago um there's a story i don't know if it's real but but i read it somewhere that she was being interviewed in one of those um, multiple celebrity group interviews and somebody said something about having balls um, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody I love this no please <laughs> I was tempted to say it myself I want you to though it's so good yeah but she but she goes wait a minute where did we get this connection about balls and courage and strength it's like you thump those little things and the guy collapses over bends over in pain you want to talk strength and courage and resilience Let's talk vaginas. Those things take a pounding. <laughs> I love that so much. It's, it's, it's perfect. So it perfectly illustrates, you know, 
that the way that even our language has embraced this sense that you know this masculine power uh yeah there are so and, many and you know there's there's without minimizing or diminishing in any way the price that women have paid for this patriarchal uh, phase that where I think that's what we're experiencing is the end of this, the transitioning out of this um, and moving more into balance. Uh, so women have paid a huge price for that. Mm. And men have also. Like if, if we look at some of the, the statistics around suicide, and I don't have these numbers globally, but only for the U.S. Mm. In the U.S., men commit suicide four times as frequently as yeah. women do. And in fact, 70% of the suicides in the U.S. are committed by middle-aged white men, mm -hmm. which is still a group that I think pretty clearly owes, own, you know, still expresses and, and owns the majority of the power in this world. Yeah. And, and also longevity, like women outlive men in the U.S. by five years. Those numbers I do have globally, that's by seven years globally. Yeah. So what's up with that? Because we think, you know, the group that has, that holds the majority of the, of the power would have longer lives, more privilege. So what's going on? And yeah. I think it's because of this misunderstanding that you and I are talking about, this labeling uh, the emotions and labeling the 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 female, the, the feminine weakness. It's, you know, guys, since we're little kids, it's, oh, little boys don't cry. Little boys don't cry. Don't, don't cry. So we grow up, you know, stuffing all of our emotions. I think all we all do, but in particularly men. Yes. And we walk around like these uncaring, unfeeling robots thinking that that's what a man does. That's what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. What a limited perception of what it means to be a man. And what a misunderstanding that the emotions are weakness. Yeah. They're not weakness. They're not strength either. They're not good. They're not bad. They're just energy. Yeah, they just are. through our body. Depending yeah. on how we express them, they have a good or a not so good effect. And there's a price to pay for that because what used to be spiritual teaching that everything is energy. Now we know from quantum physics that it's true. That, that means that all those countless times in our lives when we have stuffed and suppressed our emotions because we didn't feel safe expressing them because we didn't uh, you know, want to rock the boat to, of a relationship too much or whatever the reason, those energies don't go away. They get stuck in the tissues of the body. And after a lifetime of suppressing that, there's a price to pay for that. So either what happens is we suppress, 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 and then the next unfortunate one says something to us the wrong way, and boom, mm -hmm. volcanic eruption causing harm to our relationships. Yeah. Or this is the part that I think connects to the longevity issue. Suppress, 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 those energies start seeping out and showing up in the body as physical symptoms, yeah. cancer, heart attacks, ulcers. So we've got to get this, both our relationship to power and yeah. healing our relationship to our emotions. Yeah, no, I, you are absolutely right. You know, I mean, this is this is the work that I do in terms of trying to teach people that that map of energy that was within our bodies, which is what the chakras give you. They give you that very clear map of where particular energy lives within you so you can identify it so you can you know go oh you know my hips are stiff okay that's where my emotions live that's where my stuff down emotions live. that's where my creativity where my sexuality so where in my life am I not working there or you know you have a thyroid issue so okay energetically that's communication self-expression truth authenticity yes. what is it around that that I've not been working on or not not been you know um true to myself about 
So, you know, you're absolutely right. Everything, everything is held within us. And right from teeny tiny, from when we're little, little people, um, we absorb all of that stuff around us, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, it's still there and we need to work it out. And so let's just shift now back a little bit towards your book, which is, um, that's got the subtitle calling all heroes, which I kind of love. So in your terms, um, you know, you have you 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 say that we can all be heroes, and I want you to define what you mean by a hero in terms of this power dynamic and awakening the soul of power. What is a hero? Yeah, because I think I think we all struggle with that word hero. I know I do. It's a very um, masculine word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and by the way, I use it gender neutrally. You know, I I, I try to use Shiro, and I'm a lover of words, and I just don't like that word Shiro heroine, because it, yeah, it, heroine. It, yeah. Heroin, yeah, smacks of something else. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is that in Latin and in Greek, that that he and hero has nothing to do with gender. That's a, a an anglicism. Mm. Um, so I use hero for everybody, for all of us, and and so we can easily project out and admire a hero and like you know a first responder, a warrior, somebody who who places their lives at risk for the sake of someone else, for the sake of a, of a larger cause. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic has has expanded in, in our perception what that is. So now we include our, all our healthcare practitioners, our doctors, our nurses, our respiratory therapists. Mm-hmm. And I think even our like grocery store clerks. I was going to say, even people, people who are stacking the shelves and delivering the groceries, yeah. Exactly, They're, who literally made huge sacrifices in their lives to keep the rest of us fed and provided for. But what about the rest of us? And, you know, I think that the way that I that I suggesting is a very empowering and liberating way of living is heroic because it's easy to coast through life. You know, it, it, I don't recommend it because you're always buffeted by the expectations, demands, the, unex, the unexpected stuff that's going to happen in our life. So it's kind of disempowering. Um, but to to be willing, and, 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 and the thing is that we numb ourselves out, right? We, within a very creative ways, to we run away from our feelings, from, from thinking, uh, from diving deep inside, you know, with whether it's substances or food or sex or social media or gaming or workaholism, yeah, all of it. And and that's not a good strategy because we know the stuff we're running away from, it's not going to go away on its own. It's only going to f- get worse and intensify and fester under the surface. And at some point, we're going to have to pay the piper and look at it. So to me, to have the courage and the willingness to to face ourselves, to look inside, to face our inner demons, our our self-doubt, the stuff that happened to us when we were kids, so that we can heal it, so that we can clear it, so that we can free up those energies that you're talking about um, that are trapped in the different energy centers in the body. It's To me, that's nothing less than heroic incredibly rewarding because the reward for me is freedom freedom to to choose how we want to be and how we want to live and what we want to do with our lives consciously rather rather than from stuff that happened when we were kids that that's still driving stuff that we were conditioned to believe that is still driving our behavior and our choices and we're not even aware of it Mm. Uh, so it's heroic and incredibly rewarding to 
to pause rather than just react immediately when somebody said something that was hurtful or we interpret it as hurtful um, and choose what we're going to say in response rather than getting into that boring merry-go-round of you said this, I say that, eh, 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 eh. you say this, you know, we hurl insults at each other and hurtful things and it never ends well. To have the, the, the presence of mind and to override that feeling, that ouch, and choose how we're going to be, how we're going to respond, it's to me, it's nothing less than heroic. Yeah. Now, I love that because when, when, I, when I think of a hero, somebody doing something heroic, I'm like, they've done something that's needed, A, a load of courage, and B, it's they need courage because what they're doing is really scary. And what you've just described, going inside, going in to do that inner work on themselves, on ourselves, it needs, it takes courage to do that, to face up yes. to all the stuff there. And it is scary. You know, you're opening a Pandora's box of your entire life of emotional shutdowns, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it is, um, but the other definition I always think of as a hero is somebody doing something selflessly. You know, they've they've yeah. you know they've gone on all fours from their stomachs across a frozen lake to save a dog they've never met, you know, <laughs> something dark True. like that. Like it's selfless, it's for somebody else. But what yes. your definition of a hero is is that you're saving in order to you're saving yourself. But that is for the greater good. That exactly. is for, yeah. I love exactly, that. because it's all hands on deck. Yeah. You know, from, from my perspective, we're living at the most critical juncture in the evolution of humanity. You could say make it or break it point. Mm. Um, the planet will be fine. You know, it might take millions of years, but life will find homeostasis again. Life will continue. Consciousness will continue evolving. Maybe at the end, it turns out to be an enlightened cockroach planet because they seem to be really good about surviving. Now, whether whether we make it, hmm, that that's what we're beginning to have to face now, mm. um, witnessing what we have unleashed on the environment and, and all the repercussions of that. Um, and, and so to me, when I look at it from that perspective, and one of us makes this level of choice that we're talking about, not only to free ourselves and empower ourselves and set ourselves free, but consequently, all the people that are going to be touched and impacted and their lives improved because of that act, to me, that is nothing short of heroic. And yes, what you said, is true. It is scary. Like change is scary. Looking within is scary. Facing ourselves is scary. But you know what's infinitely scarier to me? That another 5, 10, 20, 30 years will go by because they come to me um, and nothing will have changed. Yeah. And that we're still stuck in situations where there is jobs or relationships that are sucking the very life force out of us. And we're still there years yeah. later. That's scarier. Because that's that, that, that dealing with the, the everyday, dealing with that, that localized power struggles, you know, say it's with your boss or with your dad or with you know whatever or even a partner like that that squashes you into into just a, a sort of existence mode it's just like I'm just going to get through this day I'm just going to get to the end of the work day or I'm just going to get through the weekend or I'm just going to get through this family situation which stops you from living it stops you from moving forward in your life and expanding where where you know 
the potential lies. It keeps you, when people have power over you, it's very limiting, isn't it? Yes, yes. And as you were speaking, I was thinking of Oscar Wilde, um, oh. one of his great quotes. He said something, everything in life is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. <laughs> Uh, and, and so it's just fascinating to me how these issues around power just infuse every one of our relationships and every one of our situations, whether it's at work or the or at home or with our parents or with our kids. So let's do it consciously, right? Because otherwise we're going to go around getting stuck in these power struggles, not even knowing why. Yeah. I mean, God, we could speak for about a, a day or two about the the power struggles around sex, which is which is so fascinating because, you know, men, you know, it could be very easily said that women have all the power over sex. You know, we just have to sh show a bit of shoulder, you know, a bit of a wink, and we have the power, right? It's, but then, but then, women are doing that in a purposeful way, and. But the but the power over women is when men take their sexuality from. I don't know. It's a have. It's a have. It's a subject that I haven't really even sort of thought deeply about. But it, it's just um, it's such a weird di um, dichotomy. It's such a weird uh, division of power. And you're right. Sex is a massive part of power in our human existence. And it's a great example too of how when there's a power imbalance in the relationship how then we begin to express it in unhealthy ways, yeah. like, like passive aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, honey, not tonight. I have a headache. Right? That's it. That's, that's a power play. So, so whoever, whichever one, which is in this case, is probably going to be the woman. Uh, although I've seen, you know, I've heard, heard men doing this too, avoiding using an excuse like that to not have a intimate relations um, but it's a power play. It's like, oh yeah, you, 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 hell is gonna freeze over before you get any tonight. But we don't say that, you know. We put on a little smile and we say, oh no, no, honey, I have a headache. But it's it's a power play. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's so much that can be um, a power play. But listen, we can. That's that's a wormhole that I don't particularly want to go down. <laughs> I don't feel remotely qualified to go down that wormhole. You you probably are, but I'm not. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So I want to change shift again. So as I was saying before, before we hit record, I was saying I love the title of your book, Awaiting, Awakening the Soul of Power, because usually it's the, the power of the soul or power of something rather than of power. So talk to me a little bit about what soulful power is, because I love that as an expression. Well, one of the ways that we resolve this ambivalence, uh, this conflicted relationship we have with power, 
is by understanding that there are different types that we've been talking about different kinds of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I call it worldly, there's worldly power or ego power, which is the way that the world relates to power. So we tend to associate power with people who have money, people who are famous, people who are high up in some kind of hierarchy, whether it's the corporate ladder or some other kind of institution. The thing about all those kinds of power and expressions of power is that because they're external, they're outside of us, they're fickle. Here today, gone tomorrow, right? And how many companies have gone belly up during this pandemic? And if our identity was that job and that status, boom, poof, gone. Um, Worldly power also always has an agenda. So it's always trying to get something for itself. And it believes that there is a zero-sum game around power so that you're having power, it takes away from me and from my power. And and it's um, arrogant. Like it's always trying to blow itself up to seem, to create the perception that it's bigger and more powerful than it actually is. And and we don't have to go very far in, in history to look at some political leaders who are just so tragically exemplify that Um, and so as in contrast to soulful power or spiritual power authentic power whatever you want to call it inner power which is the part that we all have right and it's it's also that connected to that inner hero that we all have and and so that power is about service it's Mm. the servant leader um, making a difference in 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 the world in in other people's life it's it's humble. So I think of a of a Gandhi or a Gandalf in, in their simple monastic robes, their, their sandaled feet. From looking at them, you would never know yeah. how much power they hold until it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And then get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees when it was at its highest point in terms of global reach. And he did that without ever shooting a gun or landing a single punch. That's power. And that's the kind of power that, you know, think of a Mandela in prison and what he accomplished from the world or Dr. Martin Luther King, um, a Jesus, ultimately, you know, with these nonviolent expressions of power that rocked the world. Um, and, and so, and, and, and that kind of power is not threatened by other people having power. So if I'm in my power, if I know who I am, my attitude to life is pretty much, you know what, life, come at me. I know that whatever you throw my way, whatever curveball you throw my way, I know that I'll be able to land on my feet and I know I'll be able to, to, to manage it and handle it and respond. Uh, so it's, it's actually a very empowered way of living. And, and using that same visual, walking around like this, we've come to believe that this is powerful. But it isn't. This relationship to life with a... It's, it's like a prison because we're, we're in DEFCON 1, anticipating the next shoot or drop, the next blow, sometimes sneaking in the first blow just in case, preemptively. That's no way to live. That's a prison. This open, open-hearted gesture, an open-armed gesture, it's, it's, a, it's a much more nurturing and open and organic and... and uh, you know, empowered relationship to life. Yeah. Um, and, and it's what you're talking about. You were taught, you've mentioned power over. That's the difference between them. Power over instead of power with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, you're, you're absolutely right. And, 
you know, we have so many self-defeating patterns and 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 relationships and ways of being in the world where we have this confusion over power. And I think this is this is where your book is really great because it goes through all the different types of power that we have. And what I love is that you, you know, as you have today, you know, you lose you use a lot of really um you know historical um uh, references to make your point and examples um which which really helps understand so it's not kind of um theoretical it's like this is this type of power and this is what it looks like e.g you know this thing that happened in history that we all know about and you know examples of people and quotes of people which i think is really um which is really really good so what superhero I- movies i love my superhero movies <laughs> So I threw in a lot of those cultural references too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, that's that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Within our culture, that superheroes and people with superpower, you know, these incredible powers are are really, really worshipped. They hold a very special place in our in our society, don't they? And I'm I mean, I haven't got to that bit in your book, but I bet you there I know that there is a bit about superpower, you know, superheroes for sure. Um but I also wanted to ask you before we before we go because I've kept you uh, you know a long time already and I'm really enjoying talking to you. But I want to know your practices, like practical practices. So it's all very well. Like um, there's a part of me that thinks, okay, just having this awareness, just having this understanding about power and its dynamics and the, the various sides of it will be empowering you to make changes and so on. But is that all? Is there, are there any more sort of real practical tips um, or steps towards empowerment that you can that you can sort of? I'm sure you've got lots in your book that that you can give us now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I do a, a retreat that's specifically about empowerment. I do one that's specifically for women on women's empowerment. Um, and I have a, a year long coaching program where we dive into all these issues, um, and in in a way that that it makes it the transformation more sustainable because we're going through our lives as we're getting the teachings and, and integrating the teachings into our lives so that they don't stay at the level of information. We don't need more information. We've got information overload. What we need is transformation. And that only comes from really living from a set of teachings and, yeah. and taking them on. Um, another practice that, you know, sometimes you'll, 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 you'll have the answer right away. Sometimes it takes going through your life, observing yourself. But a question that I would recommend, anybody watching this or listening to it can, you know, would apply that, would ask themselves is like, right, where in my life am I leaking power? In what kind of situations do I tend to give my power away? And so, for example, areas to look in, is it in romantic, intimate, sexual relationships? Or is it perhaps with authority figures? parental figures, bosses, coaches, religious leaders, etc. Yeah. Um, so because we identify that in, in places where you actually feel powerless within your exactly. life. That's what comes up for me. It's like, okay, so where do I just become right. a, a, a you know a fawn? I suppose it's is you know that free, free, uh, freeze of you know fight or flight, freeze and fawn. It's where you just kind of like lie down and just go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where, yeah, like a dog with a tail between its legs. Where do, where do I, where do I have those power leakages? Where do I override my, my, my preferences, my desires, 
and say yes, when inside it's really no, inside it's really not okay. But how many times have we said yes just to for appeasement, for a sake of, of peace in a relationship, um, for fear of being rejected or whatever the reasons are, but, but we have to figure out what the patterns are because they're going to be different for, for all of us. So, and that only comes from self-observation. Like, and, and so it takes, it goes back to that courageous thing of looking at ourselves and asking why we do the things we do, because as long as we don't see it, there's not a thing that we can do about it. Mm -hmm. So first we have to see it, see the pattern, then we can do something about it. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good advice. That's, that's perfect. That's just the perfect piece of advice to finish this on. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant um, time I've had with you, Christian. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Before we go, um, how can people find you? What is your website called? I know I've got it somewhere here, but just tell me. Yeah, website is soulfulpower.com. S-O-U-L-F-U-L power.com. And for your for from there they can access my social media and for your audience anybody who goes to soulfulpower.com and um gets on my email list and we all know how easy it is to click on subscribe if it doesn't work for you down the road and i'm not going to take it personally um so anybody who goes will send them a sample chapter of the book and it's the one that talks about what it means to live heroically in the 21st century yeah we'll send them some power practices the kind of practices we we're just talking about it that help integrate the teachings um, and so that we can live from them. And then we'll send them a guided meditation that I created a couple of years ago in the midst of the pandemic that talks about how to find a place of trust and center in the midst of chaos. Um, And I wanted to, again, thank you, Roseanne, for having me on the show and for having the show, because I know that it, it takes work. And it takes, in your willingness to do that, many lives are being impacted. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, it's a, it's a real joy, especially to, you know, meet someone like you and have a big juicy conversation. I just love it. It makes me super happy and fulfilled. So it's my, my joy as well. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Um, it was a lovely conversation. I hope you agree. I hope you enjoyed it. And as previously discussed in the intro, I'm not going to wang on for another two minutes. Um, but I do love to hear from you. Please do get in touch. Let me know which of the chakra chats, which of the conversations you're really resonating with um, so that I can find more guests that, that really float your boat and ring your bells and all of that sort of good stuff. Um, And yes, as I said at the beginning, soulfulpower.com is Christian's uh, contact details. And me, you can find me at chakra-way.com. And I have got um, lots of lovely free resources even um, on my website uh, that you can download. But I've also got various offerings if you want to work with me, if you want to understand your chakras, if you want to have a chakra reading, um, 
even if you just want to be supported by me in life's journey um, with the chakras and meditation and yoga as your kind of background, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. This is what I just am passionate about and I hope you can sense it. So um, yeah, chakra-way.com, get in touch with me. I love hearing from you. I love meeting you and I have managed to now wang on for almost two minutes. Look at that. I'm, I'm, it's just my talent, isn't it? Anyway, listen, have a great day. Um, go and find your power, find your empowerment. Using the affirmation, I am empowered. That's a great place to start, but use Christian's question too. Okay, love you. Take care. Bye now. Bye, bye, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 